Powered by Clear Vision Development Group, this is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Welcome. We've got another exciting show on tap for you. Some listener questions to answer that have been sent into the show. And also, guess what? I'm going to be talking about strengthening your self-esteem and your self-awareness in your leadership role. That's all coming up here on the Better Than Before show. And we'll start with our listener questions right after I tell you. Better Than Before is brought to you by University Subaru. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, your truly locally owned dealer. We fit a lot of life into our Subaru Forester. Over the years, we trusted it to carry and protect the things that were most important to us. We always knew we had a lot of life ahead of us. That's why we chose a car we knew would be there for us through it all. Welcome to the all-new 2019 Subaru Forester, the SUV for all you love. Test drive one today at University Subaru, your truly locally owned dealer. From here, been here, always will be here. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant, it doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control, but that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com So Tony, this is question one. When faced with two equally qualified candidates, how do you determine whom to hire? Well, most of our candidates um have been through an assessment process. So um, all of our clients use our assessments. It's one of the uh, requirements of doing business with us. So they serve as our screening device along with the interview. But now if we've got two equally qualified candidates, we go back to the data and uh, we look for cultural fit based on uh, their behaviors, based on their motivators, based on their acumen, and based on their skills. So there, there's usually a differentiation. So we look at the behavioral makeup of the team, right, that's currently in place at the company, and also the leader's uh, behaviors, motivators, and skills. And so we're looking to, um, we, we're, we're looking first of all at the job, And so we're looking at what would fit in best culturally with the other pieces of the puzzle that we already have in place. So you have to be really, really careful when you're bringing new people in not to upset the apple cart of the culture that you've created. And and then also 
Maybe you do want somebody who upsets the apple cart. So then we're looking for data on somebody who'll come in and, you know, be a challenging type person uh, who doesn't uh, just take things at face value. They ask a lot of questions. So it depends on what we're looking for culturally in the team and in the company. And so we rely on our data for that, especially when both candidates are equally qualified. Very good. What is one characteristic that you believe every leader should possess? One characteristic. Well, I changed my mind on this one uh, from time to time. But really, here in 2019, based on what I've seen with our clients this year, I would say, um, and this, this is not saying that our clients don't have this, what I'm about to say, but it is something that I think is... Um, I mean, it's the way the question was phrased is what is one thing that every leader should possess, right? And so I think honor uh, is something because um, I've seen situations this year where I just shake my head at the way people uh, behave. Um, you have situations where um, a company or a particular leader has has really worked hard for that person. They've really cared about their success for multi-year periods. They've given them raises. They've given them promotions. They've given them opportunity to grow themselves. They've given them opportunity to develop. Uh, they've given them tools to work with. And then just all of a sudden, bam, they just uh, leave or they turn their back on people or they don't want to have a relationship with somebody anymore. Or they, um, I, one situation where this, you know, these people basically shot this guy in the foot and cost him his job and not literally shot him in the foot, but you know what I mean? Um, you know, and honor wouldn't do any of that stuff. You know, honor would say, well, this, I may not be, this may not be my job anymore. And this might not be the place I need to be anymore, but I'm going to be as honorable as I possibly can, no matter how the other person either behaves or what you think they may have done or whatever, you know, in a leadership position, you need to preserve your honor as much as possible. And if somebody has done a lot for you in the past, you need to honor them um, whatever way you need to do it. But you need to lay your head down on your pillow and think, you know, I, I they may not have uh, we may not have gotten along or maybe the relationship was a little rocky or whatever, but I'm still going to maintain an honorable position. So I think honor. Okay, we have a listener that would like to know, what is the biggest challenge facing leaders today? Well, this is a pretty easy one. So um, I think it's the rapid pace of change. Um, change is always a challenge, but I think in 2019 and 2020 and into the 20s here, uh, it's going to be just speeding up, going faster and faster all the time. I think it's going to be somewhat challenging just to be able to keep up with everything you need to know uh, and everything you need to be doing from a skill standpoint. I just think there's been so many advancements and that's going to continue at uh, you know, you're almost going to have to hire somebody just to watch all the different changes 
and uh, give you advice on, you know, how to handle it and what you need to be doing and what software you need to be using. And, uh, and the reason is because, um, customers don't, customers don't just look at, let's say, uh, give me a business that does something for a customer, just any business. Banking. Okay. Banking. So customers don't just look at a bank anymore. They look at everything out there that can serve their financial needs, right? Uh, so in banking, it's unique because there's all kinds of now financial technical places uh, that listeners can go to or customers can go to. So it isn't just a bank is a bank is a bank anymore. You have online banking. You have all these different things that they can do. Well, not only that, but they also look at how they get their services and products from all the other people that they use. So they look at how their grocery store operates. They look at how where they pick their clothes operates. They look at the, you know, the way they mail or ship packages. They look at uh, all different ways that they serve uh, themselves for products and services in the marketplace and they compare those all to each other so it's not just competitor against competitor anymore it's all businesses in the marketplace are competing for that consumer and if that consumer's life gets uh, easier by doing business with one particular person no matter what industry it's in they ask themselves why you can't make their lives easier too yeah makes sense uh, we have another listener that asks what is one mistake you witness leaders making more frequently than others? One mistake, um, I would say, and this one's changed too, and I would say this one's just over the last two years or whatever that I've changed my mind on this one, uh, but it's being too loyal. Um, I think uh, I've seen a lot of leaders who have been hurt, who have been uh, put into bad situations uh, and uh, they've they've been treated poorly because they were just simply too loyal to people regardless of their performance uh, a tenure you know they've been there a long time or there was a certain relationship involved and they overlooked certain things as far as their performance was concerned and uh, they were just too loyal I know you know a couple of situations where um, leaders lost their jobs because they put too much faith into a person that worked uh, for them and they were just extremely loyal to them and it turned out that the person was not doing some things that were they were doing some things that were not not good and if the person if the leader would have evaluated them and would have taken them a little bit more at this their performance level and taken the emotion out of it they probably could have protected themselves against some of those things that were that were done but i think sometimes leaders just get, they're just too loyal you know they just want to take care of people instead of holding people you know to an accountable standard okay what is one behavior or trait that you have seen derail more leaders' careers? Well, this is like a close cousin to what I was just talking about, but it's overestimating what a person can do. Um, we want to think that people have the capabilities to do almost anything. And the reality is, is that sometimes people reach a cap. They reach a limit. They reach a plateau and they just can't go any farther. And you promote them 
uh, in spite of their incompetence, you know, and the job gets bigger than them and the job stays bigger than them. And you totally overestimated what that person would be able to handle. And, uh, you know, again, when you're too loyal, you know, a person's been there for a really long time and you think they ought to be at a certain point by now, but they're not ready to be at that point. And you go ahead and you promote them anyway. You overestimate what they can actually do. It sets you up for um, not good results. And it puts that person in danger of losing their job and derailing the company's progress and all sorts of things. But uh, I think uh, the, the one mistake I see is uh, they just overestimate the ability of the person. And the last question. What advice would you give someone going into a leadership position for the first time? Well, I've got three pieces of advice. Uh, Number one, get a coach. You know, if you listen to an episode or two uh, back to our show, I did a whole show on executive coaching and why every leader needs a coach. So if you're going into it for the very first time, uh, I have talked about my experience many times. It's also in my book, The Big Idea about how I uh, got promoted to a very high position at a very young age and I did not get straightened out and going in the right direction until I went and hired uh, a coach. Uh, My friend Charlie came on and coached me for three years and really helped me, uh, uh, I call it career salvation. I mean, he saved my career because I felt like if I screwed up this job, there was no place to go but down. And Charlie really mentored me. He coached me. He helped me. He made suggestions. He kept me from stumbling and falling. And when I did stumble and fall, he pointed out how to get back up. And, you know, he was really a a tremendous uh, mentor and role model. And so I would say, number one, you need to get a coach. And you need to put it in your budget. And you need to, whoever you've got to convince to let you have one, you need to get one. You need to get a good one, right? Number two I would say you need to develop your listening skills. So when you get put into a position where you're responsible for people, you have to really listen to them and hear what they're saying. You may not like what they're saying all the time, but you need to be a very good active listener, which means you need to shut out the noise around and just really zero in and listen to the person. And then finally, number three, I would say you need to develop your decision-making skills because if this is your first leadership role, you're probably going to have to make a lot more decisions than you would normally uh, be making. The higher you go up in the organization, the less decisions you should be making. But uh, when you first get into your first leadership role, um, you have to make a lot of decisions and you want to get the majority of them right. So I would say uh, work on your decision-making skills is number three. Are those, those are all of them. That's huh? everything. Well, you can send a question into the show if you'd like. You can email it to us, info at clearvisiondevelopment.com. That's I-N-F-O at clearvisiondevelopment.com. I'll be right back with our leadership lesson next on Better Than Before. We fit a lot of life into our Subaru Forester. Over the years, we trusted it to carry and protect the things that were most important to us. We always knew we had a lot of life ahead of us. That's why we chose a car we knew would be there for us through it all. Welcome to the all-new 2019 Subaru Forester, the SUV for all you love. 
Test drive one today at University Subaru, your truly locally owned dealer. From here, been here, always will be here. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. It's Tony Richards. And today I want to talk to you about strengthening your self-awareness. And I want to start out with a quote. When you know both yourself and your competitors, you're never in danger. Know yourself but not others, and you have half a chance of winning. Knowing neither puts you in a position to lose. And that's by the great uh, strategist Sun Tzu. And so here's the big idea I want to put in front of you uh, on this particular subject, and that is knowledge is potential power. Utilizing and executing knowledge is released power. And all that's also known as wisdom, right? So when you have knowledge, you have potential power. Uh, there, there is potential that that can be used. But when you begin to use it in the right way and you begin to execute it, well, then that's known as wisdom and that's released power. And so some of the things that you really need to know as far as self-awareness is concerned is you need to be highly aware of your own strengths. You need to be highly aware of your own weaknesses. You need to know what your source of motivation is. You need to know what your source of inspiration is. You need to have a high degree of clarity around your true purpose in life. You need to have a high degree of clarity on your vision and direction. And then finally, you need a high degree of clarity around the tasks and processes that you need for your best performance. And so those are just some things that would be really good for you to have a high degree of self-awareness. A couple of others, all right? You need an accurate appraisal of who you really are. You need to grade yourself and have a high degree of awareness about your level of physical fitness. You need to have a high degree of awareness around your level of mental fitness. You need to have a high degree of clarity and awareness around your spiritual fitness. And finally, you need to have a high degree of clarity around the level of your emotional fitness. So who you are, and then physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional fitness. And so give yourself a grade, you know, on that, whatever scale you want to use. And then you need to develop some courage. And courage is that amplifier. It's that special medicine. It's that rocket fuel that you put on yourself uh, that makes you do what you don't want to do so you can be what you always wanted to be. And here it might be taking an inventory and high degree of clarity around your personal struggles. What do you struggle with? Your personal blockages. 
what always seems to be in your way. And it could be you, right? Have you ever seen someone who couldn't get out of their own way? Uh, what are the obstacles? Those might be there from someone else, right? Or something else. Someone or something else has put something in your way. And then finally, the fears that you have. You know, what are those things that you're really afraid of? And we've dealt with how to deal with fear in previous episodes. You can go back in the archives and find those frameworks of dealing with fear. When you have a high degree of self-awareness, when you really know yourself, this helps you know where you need to focus your work to go beyond previous and current limitations. You always want to be going past your limits, right? Pushing limits back. Where do you tend to sell yourself short? Where do you tend to hold yourself back? Where might you give your circumstances or your obstacles or your blockages more credit than they really deserve? Sometimes people I've seen when I've coached them, they've given the obstacle way more credit than they give themselves. They've given the uh, blockage way more credit. They give their fear way more credit than they give themselves, right? And do not give your opponent whatever that struggle, that blockage, that obstacle, that fear is your opponent. It's standing in your way, right? Don't give your opponent permission to make you feel inferior, because then what you've done is you have, you've learned how to be helpless. You've taken all your power away. It's learned powerlessness, right? You've become a victim and you've given something, whether it's an actual person or whether it's an actual situation or if it's just a perceived fear of worst case scenario, you're giving that person or that thing power over you without even a struggle or even without an encounter. You've just automatically given more credit or permission where you really didn't need to. You need to develop a high degree of clarity around quality decisions to refuse to compromise your talent. You need to refuse to compromise your toughness. You are way stronger than you think you are right? And it takes those particular events or those particular situations. And, and one of these days I want to do a segment on processing and how things are processing you and putting you through a process to prepare you for things that are bigger, right? And so we're all on this path of victories that lead to bigger and bigger challenges, and so uh, you don't want to compromise your strength. You don't want to compromise your toughness. You don't want to compromise your courage. And when you have command of your self-awareness, you can play that situation out moment by moment by demonstrating who you are and what you have. And you can be proud of that. You know, you can learn to really care about yourself and love yourself. When you don't trust the real you on the inside, that's where fear and uncertainty have got you right where they want you. You are plenty good enough to compete strongly every single time. I don't care what the contest is. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what it is you're trying to accomplish or what milestone you're trying to reach. You are good enough to compete strongly for that every single time. Doesn't mean you get it every single time. 
You're not going to play a perfect golf game every time. You're not going to handle a situation perfectly every time. But as long as you're competing, as long as you're expending energy toward tackling that situation, you can be proud of yourself that you did the very best you could. You deserve to be living the best version of you that's, that's ever possible, right? And it doesn't really matter about anybody else, right? You need to recognize sometimes the people around you, they don't want you to change. Sometimes the people around you don't want the best for you, right? So regardless of any other person in your life, you deserve to be the best you that you can be. You deserve to milk out every little bit of value that you have. You need to just milk it, get your every bit of potential converted into actual real results that you can. You need to be playing a game with yourself and you need to be doing a contest with yourself to get that very last bit of the best of you out that you possibly can because you got big things to contribute. You need to display all your authenticity, all the things that are actually you, and you need to be applying that towards something you love, and then that is the best life and career possible. That's our show today. We're brought to you by University Subaru. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, your truly locally owned dealer. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4 and also at ClearVisionDEV. On behalf of our associate producer, Whitney Coker, and our chief producer, William Foster, I'm Tony Richards, reminding you that God is the source of all your success and everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.